Actually, guys, can you give me one minute? Can I take that call? Yeah, sure. absolutely. Mike and I are ready to do this podcast with Gerald, and he walks away. Too big, too important for talking to Mike and I. I get it. It's good to be the Gerald, I guess. But All right, sorry about that. No problem. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Hillary Killed Eps. I mean, uh, Squat Cobbler. I'm Dr. Mike at Official Pagan on Everything, and joining me as always. Hi, I'm John Doe at J. No. Hi, everybody. I'm Kelly at K E L L Y T H U L on Twitter and Instagram. All right, sir. And today, we're don't worry, everybody, because it's alternating weeks. We're not going to discuss politics today. We are going to talk about something that is far more important than the other issues that aren't really weighing down on your life. If you haven't seen it yet, you should go and watch the video for Cold Cold Coffin. We did, and we have thoughts. We're going to share those thoughts with you. Kelly, now, before we even get into your reaction to the video, what was your reaction to the announcement of the video, the build-up to this? This is something that uh, Mr. Dunaway from the Alice Cooper Group, uh, who we are huge fans of, has been promoting on his social media for a little while now. So, very excited I'm a big Dennis Dunaway fan. If you go back and you really kind of look at the history of the Alice Cooper group, it was a lot of Alice and Dennis initially really starting to form kind of the the idea behind it. And Dennis brought in a bunch of kind of the Salvador Dali kind of thinking and all that. And so I've just been a big fan of him. I just always thought he seems like an incredibly pleasant person, very creative. And so always wish him well. He began to to intersect with Blue Oyster Cult members post Alice Cooper group. They did some pretty cool stuff. So I've always I've always been kind of a big fan. He just seems like a, a super nice, reasonable, talented guy. So anything he does that has some success makes me super happy. I found it really interesting, you know, that they did a Kickstarter to secure the funding for the creation of this video and their target was $35,000, maybe 37,000. They ended up pulling in about 45 off of like 415 donors. Process of crowdsourcing it and getting it done. And I was just excited because I really think he is, he was a big part of the creative thinking that, that went into the Alice Cooper group. So I was excited on the buildup and I was excited to, to get a chance to see it. And you touched on something interesting there. Uh, it was, was a, a crowdfunded project. What are your thoughts on that, on artists turning to that, particularly artists who are more established, not necessarily somebody who doesn't have that base behind them? Um, so, I mean, and I was trying to think there was an actually, I don't know if it was for... A firefly? Nah, I don't think that was it. If you need the money, if you don't have the money and you think you've got a fan base that can support it, I have zero concern with it so long as you actually do the thing you said you were going to do. And I had, I really am disappointed I missed the opportunity to contribute to this because I would have. I'm a big fan. I would have liked to have provided the support. I just missed, I missed the opportunity to do that. But even on Dennis's Kickstarter, and I'm sure this is standard kickstarter language 
towards the bottom they go just so you know this may not happen sorry you know and that wasn't from dennis that appeared to be kind of boilerplate language because i think there have been a number of folks that start a kickstarter say hey we're going to do this pulling a bunch of money and then go ah it didn't work out so not a fan of that path but uh definitely you know if you can tap if there are people who want to support you and want to see more stuff from you and this is a mechanism to have them help you create it and you're honest about how you use the money i think it's cool my only problem with this kind of stuff and and there have been times where i was like i i would love to do something along these lines but my problem with this kind of stuff is i've seen a lot of them not work out and a lot of times with uh, established artists maybe get some blowback for that. Like, well, why aren't they just funding it themselves or why aren't they doing this? I was involved with something like this once a long time ago, and it's partially the reason that I left uh, making movie projects for so long. I got involved in a, a bad business deal and somebody was was raising funds. This is pre-Kickstarter, I want to say, or before Kickstarter was really the thing it is now. Um, somebody was raising some funds with something and then they didn't come through with any of the things they said they were going to do. And I was, my name was attached to it. And that was a, a really difficult thing because of course I got more of the blame despite the fact that I was far less involved in any of it and ended up personally emptying my own bank account to nothing to pay back the people who contributed to it, which I didn't have to do, but I chose to go that route. And because of that, I've stayed away from it. <laughs> Whether it's contributing, starting one, I've just stayed away from it altogether. Okay, I want you to stick a pin in that thinking. <laughs> and once we get done talking about cold, cold coffin, I want to revisit that topic for a second. Okay. Um, but I... Had I known about this in time, would have contributed to this. I've, this is something that I feel comfortable contributing to. Uh, some something that I would it would have been fun to have been a part of. So I I actually like that more people are doing this because I feel like and when you see things like companies like what Legion M is doing and things like that, where where you see these crowdsourced production companies and and all these different things that are popping up now, I think it's great because again, it, it's especially in a streaming platform era that we live in now you guys everything is a la carte you guys are you guys meaning ever all of us we're dictating what we want to see when we want to see it what we want to hear when we want to hear it so it only makes sense for the content creators to turn to us and say well what do you guys want to see what do you want to hear yeah i do think it democratizes it a little bit and it does allow people to participate and i would have done it exclusively to support dennis and and his work i would have selfishly he was opening up the dennis dunaway vault of hey i got some interesting alice cooper swag that depending on how much you contribute maybe you'll get a little bit of that not not opposed uh to been able to kind of maybe uh get some of that but i would have done it regardless just to support him from uh from creating more art well that's that's a good point too so I'm not again I, I unfortunately didn't really follow the campaign like I should have so let's just say you know theor hypothetically I guess if there were some amazing Alice Cooper stuff on there what is your maximum price point that you would have contributed since we've already established we both should have contributed to this well there's an amount that I'd be comfortable giving and then there's probably an amount that I'd be allowed to give <laughs> so there's <laughs> just all right well let's <laughs> Let's go unrealistic for it. Let's go. So, what is your personal cutoff? So, so the I would have I would have gone a thousand dollars. I think that that's fair, and it, I think again, you know, for me, for the for the right item, I, I probably would have done the same. Um, I'm a big collector of stuff, and one of the things that that I really love is getting the occasional sort of 
one of a kind irreplaceable thing and i don't mean just like an autograph or something like that so like one of the prizes of my collection i'm a huge horror movie fan as anyone who who knows anything about me knows um i own a piece of the dock from the original friday the 13th movie so things like that like something that no one else has that it's totally irreplaceable if there's something like that that's available to me i'm willing to put out a substantial amount of money for it or the <laughs> prop egg from the movie piranaconda there you are the prop egg from Piranaconda. That'd be another so good now, example. Now your we we know your personal cutoff would have been a thousand dollars. What do you what do you think you would have been cut off at? So that had been the pitch to the executive committee. <laughs> I said, but it's Dennis Dunaway, which would have meant nothing, you know, but he would have I still would have, even in as impassioned. I think I've been able to squeak out five hundred. Okay. I mean that's still I think that's still sizable. Now, did you happen to catch what some of these larger price items were? Uh, so I didn't dig uh, to, I, I went to, uh, in prep for the, uh, for this show, I, I went through and did some searches on some of the backstory, got to the actual Kickstarter page, and it looked like a lot of programs and uh, kind of different pieces. If folks are familiar with Alice, he used to have an assistant named uh, Brian Renfield Nelson who would be at all the concerts and uh once you'd kind of connected with him on social media you caught him you could go say hi to him it was super cool renfield had a massive collection of props and all sorts of things i don't think dennis had much of that now his wife and we'll get into this i think as we talk about it his his wife is a costume designer amongst many other things and uh, she designed the billion dollar baby battle axe guitar warrior samurai costumes and so i don't know if those were in the mix or not <laughs> but if they were i really hate myself because i'd, I'd be walking around every day wearing a billion dollar <laughs> well so would do you think you could you would have on your personal cutoff do you think you could have broken a thousand for those yeah, so I mean, in a different world, in a different configuration, yeah, um, I would, you know, in my mind, I would want to do that, and I would be, I would feel more than comfortable. I'm not sure I'd be a. I just, I don't see how the, how the, you know, the pitch to the executive committee goes, but I'll get the billion dollar baby's armor. <laughs> you know, it, I just, it's not going to resonate. How do you um, not understand this? I don't. I don't. You know, it's it. Uh, men are from Mars. <laughs> you know it. I don't get it, but yeah, it, it would. It, it's remarkably compelling to me. I think it's remarkably compelling to you. Probably remarkably compelling, compelling to some of our squaddies as well. But the approval process I would face would not be impressed. I understand that. So to, to share some of my own on that. So I, I mentioned the uh, the piece of dock which I own. So the way that that came into my possession is so uh, the original Friday 13th was shot at a camp that is not in Philadelphia, but not far from Philadelphia. And there was still some of those, those buildings and, and some of the things that are featured in the video were still remaining. The last of those things, which included the dock were being torn down because the camp was going to be totally renovated. So the owner of the camp had put it out there like, Hey, any horror movie fans, if you, you know, really want something, make me an offer kind of thing. So I called him up and I was like, Hey, I want something ridiculous <laughs> and iconic from this thing. And he was like, well, you know, we're ripping apart the dock. Do you want like a piece of the dock? And I was like, absolutely. So, uh, he, he, you know, was like, make me an offer. And I was like, I don't even know where to start with that. And he kind of threw a number at me and I was like, that seems totally fair. Sure. So I did that and then didn't think of 
Okay, I probably should have mentioned this to some other people. <laughs> there was there was no board meeting on this. There was this was just me like, yes, of course that seems like a great idea. Let's buy this doc. So, I made a second phone call right away and was like, "Hey, so I had an opportunity to buy a piece of the doc from Friday 13th, blah blah blah." And got the like, "Okay, well, you know, you collect stuff, you're big on horror movies, go for it." Well, and then uh wait, wait, what's the price? So I said the price and she was like, "Oh, well that that actually seems seems fair for that that seems more than reasonable so then the other part of it was she's like why do i feel like there is some you know other shoe about to drop here and i was like well here's the thing they're ripping the dock apart i don't know how big this piece of dock is and she's like what and i was like i you're breaking up i can't i gotta go (laughs) got off the phone so for the next little spoiler alert for you mike there's no such thing as a small piece of dock that i'm aware of (laughs) But I know I like, was I getting a plank from the dock? Was I getting the front of the dock? Like what, what was this? What was this going to turn into? So for the next couple of days, my friends were taunting her by, by sending her text messages and stuff like, oh, was Friday night good to come over? Mike said he's putting the dock in the living room. We're going to have beers on the dock. Things like that. And what were the final dimensions? Uh, it's just a plank from the dock, like a piece of wood from the dock, but it's still super cool. <laughs> Absolutely. But yeah, I've, I would 100% if there was battle axe <laughs> things in there, I would have would have bid on that. I, would, I do have a few How things do we like miss that. this? Because every we would put cameras on for every squat cobbler. We'd both be oh wearing the armor. <laughs> <laughs> how amazing would that be? <laughs> I don't I don't know. We're going to have to dig into this further because we need to get that. <laughs> you know? Yeah. How do how do we get that? Regardless, forget about the how do we get that? <laughs> well, we will we'll, we will tweet at Mr. Dunaway with this podcast to, to have, to have him understand how truly uh, big fans we are and supportive. And then we'll say, how do we get the armor? <laughs> we really need the armor. We need this. Yeah. The downside is going to be, I think Dennis is about 18 feet tall and about 80 pounds. <laughs> I mean, during during the heyday, very tall, thin man, which ultimately from an armor standpoint is not going to probably suit either you or I pretty well. But Michael, Michael Bruce, if it's Michael Bruce armor, I think we're good. I think, <laughs> I think we're probably going to be okay. I mean, I'll take whatever I can get. I'll make it work. <laughs> yeah, and actually, I think Dennis didn't work because I think it was Michael Bruce and Mark Marciano. Uh, the other guitarists were the two that, that did it. So, But he, he looks a little wiry, and <laughs> wiry's not going to work for us, probably. No, no. So what were your thoughts on the actual video now that you've had a chance to see it? I enjoyed it. It um, So musically... Uh, and I'll be in, I'll be very interested in in your reaction to this, but for me, it kind of felt Alice Cooper killer era vibe to it in terms of of the music. It's shot in black and white, beautifully shot. Uh, there's a castle that plays a big part in it, and it actually kind of kicks the video off with it, and it plays into it a couple times. And it's it's uh, you know, and this is something in our in our new world we need to get used to is that everybody can get a lot more cinematic. Now, with the ability to use drones without really high quality video, and that was obviously the it was a drone shot coming in on the castle as you go through the end credits, they do talk about the drone some of the footage was shot with drones as well, so I thought it was good. I thought it was a good storyline, thought it was well shot calico uh Cooper is in it she as always is awesome i d- I was struck by the fact that. In my mind, Dennis, uh, particularly in the shots where he's in the cold, cold coffin, 
uh, is starting to look remarkably Alice Cooper-esque. <laughs> and so I thought there was actually a little interesting theming there, but I thought it was a great video. It was entertaining to watch. It was well shot. It's a good song, so um, folks need to watch this and support it, and I think it was fantastic. So what were your thoughts, and did you, as far as the music goes, did you um, did it fit anywhere for you? Did you kind of place it anywhere like I did with Killer? Uh, similar kind of thing. I was thinking early Alice Cooper with it, which, which is what I was hoping for. For, but was trying to remain as much a blank slate as possible but of course now especially since they have dabbled in reuniting <laughs> at points um there, we've gotten a few alice cooper group songs on alice solo records uh, they did do a couple of shows so of course now anything that comes out associated with any members of the alice cooper group i kind of just wanted to be old school alice cooper group <laughs> and th- this didn't necessarily disappoint I, I feel like the video fit in with that it could have been like you said you know almost looking like alice i mean that could have been an alice cooper group music video if they were you know to reunite now and do a new song and video that could have easily been the video for it i thought it was really well shot i particularly liked the drone shots that was something that that struck me right away uh if anyone you know is unfamiliar kelly and i are both big drone enthusiasts is that is that the right terminology we'll go with that sure <laughs> droners drone, I, guess, I was thinking droners maybe dronists yeah, yeah i think droners. <laughs> we're we're drone enthusiasts and uh, so it was really cool to see that. And it's cool to see how far that's come, even from, you know, when we kind of first started dabbling in drones to the kind of quality that you see in the cold, cold coffin video, how far those have come. And I can't wait. This is one of those things that makes me excited to see what comes next. I want to see more from from Mr. Dunaway. I want to, you know, hear, see more of the these elaborate music videos but i'm excited too to kind of see what other people can do with these drones you know as video quality gets better as the drones get better i think we're going to see some really cool stuff coming in music videos in the future so this is one of those things that not only did i really enjoy the actual product itself it was something that just had my mind racing on possibilities of what we might see coming down the line yeah and i love the fact that in the kickstarter and some of the other supporting material it was referred to as rock cinema and I, th- I think that is a legitimate label to apply what was created here. Yeah, I'm a really big fan. And I mean, this is obviously an intentional just taking it full on in that direction. I think that what's been great about the the re-rise or the resurrection, I guess, of uh, of music videos as kind of an art form, because there was, there was a period of time when music videos were a big deal and albums were really made or broke on the strength of their videos. Not, you know, radio play, not streaming numbers or anything like that, but like getting a video on TV or, you know, out on, you know, early platforms like uh, prior to YouTube getting on MTV.com and things like that and and having a music video. And then that kind of died off as digital music kind of came along, which, you know, putting the focus back on music was great. But now you've seen so once they started, um, particularly in the past few years, what you've seen with the rise of streaming, uh, because YouTube and some other things have become such huge platforms, the YouTube music video numbers actually do count into the sales metrics now. Uh, not through every platform, but through YouTube and a few others. So you've seen a refocus. It's not like music videos ever went away, but the quality level has really picked up again in the past couple of years because now that those numbers really do count, it's not just a commercial anymore. These numbers actually count towards your sales. So this is a part of your product in a way that it's never been before, even during the heyday of MTV, where it was it was really you know your best marketing tool 
it is now literally a part of the sale itself. It, it is a part of the product, not just a commercial for the product. So I think you're seeing more and more cinematic video. So I like seeing somebody just totally embrace that as rock cinema. Yeah. And with the continued evolution of the smartphone, latest generation Apple phones and Pixel, the Pixel 4 now, you can do a super high quality of, of video uh, that before was would require incredibly expensive equipment. Now you can get a drone, you can use your smartphone, and you can shoot stuff that is ridiculously high in quality. Absolutely. I remember back to in the earlier days of filming things where we rented equipment or borrowed equipment and then bought very expensive HD cameras in the early days of that where the cameras cost thousands of dollars. I would never do that now. We just kind of shoot everything on our smartphones and now you see you know how far drones have come with this video all squatties so we assume you liked and subscribed to the channel on whatever platform you prefer to do that on so you'll be able to get this information but if you have not we will include this in the blog post we'll include it in the youtube uh, comments as well as a link to it so you can get to it you need to watch this you need the the version i saw on youtube was only at about three thousand views and that's just not right. <laughs> we, we need to jack that up. So get out that, watch it on, on that. But do you have anything else on, on this wonderful cold, cold coffin rock cinema? No, that's, yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, other than watch it, you need, you need to get those views up, just like Kelly said. And again, remember that that counts towards the overall sales metrics of the song. So you're helping, spending no money, helping Dennis Dunaway's overall numbers. So you should do that. Uh, so the we'll pull the pin out that I put in earlier in the show. And so now let's go back to Kickstarter. Let's go back to some of that conversation. So spitball in here, Mike. But I got I got a couple ideas here. Uh, idea one is doing a behind the microphone documentary on Squat Cobbler <laughs> that we could start a Kickstarter <laughs> for to kind of tell the story of the magic behind Squat Cobbler. So that could be one I thing. Like the other one would be closer to more of a primary colors behind the scene. It's the Mike Belinsky Kelly Tool ticket for president for 2020, uh, and <laughs> we could we could do that. I kind of lead towards the former because I think there's some things we could do with like getting Nikki Builder back on, uh, where she could go on for you know hours about these guys really creep me out. I really wish they leave me alone. <laughs> Gerald Webb could offer a lot of non-supportive commentary as well. And then we could have Allison Victoria come on and she'd be super nice and friendly and all that. But we could have little interview pieces and um, and then, you know, lie a lot, <laughs> you know, make a lot, a lot of things up. But I, I think we ought to we ought to look to create another piece of cinema ourselves to possibly put on a platform in case some of our other material is not available. I like it. I'm 100% on board with this. So do you the think it's the cobbler. election? I, I think behind the microphone would be be good. Yeah. I think it's a squat cobbler documentary because the election could be a piece of that. Yeah. 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 yeah that's true. That could, that'll work. I think the squat cobbler documentary needs to happen. I I do uh, as well. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to we'll have to, to to work on that. If if only we can get the beard guy <laughs> to, to uh, <laughs> we'll have to see on that. But we'll see. All right. Anything else for this week? I think that's everything, sir. Tune in next week, kids, because I'm sure we'll be back to uh, political rantings. I'll work on it. Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. Alright, I'm gonna stop the broadcast.